Warning! Anime out of context has strong language, spoilers, stupidly wrong ideas, and general silliness. Neither of our hosts are professionals and do not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I incite hordes of angry mobs with the power of God and anime on their side. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. You are a lucky man, Remington. Oh, am I? Because today I was going to show you something horrible, wrong, and quite frankly frightening. So anime then. Yes, but very specific <laughs> anime, because it's been a while since we touched on, on something like that. Uh, okay, and fr from how you're starting, I take it that you are not showing me that abomination? Not yet, no. Oh, okay, okay. Because while doing my <clears throat> research... <laughs> of with, just watching anime. For hours on end, God help me. I came across an anime that I had not seen myself, but have been curious about. Finally decided to watch a couple episodes, and I was immediately hooked. Oh, okay. And I'm using the podcast as an outlet to talk about why I enjoy this show, <laughs> as well as to see how you react to it. <laughs> so, so, essentially, today, you just found an anime you really like, and you wanted to watch and talk about it. Basically, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, th this means that you like it currently, which means if it ends up being terrible, you will not have the excuse you did last week of, oh, I was a child. Uh, that is true, <laughs> but I don't think I'll have that problem because this anime is just adorable. Adorable. Okay. Okay. You're hitting me where it counts because I am Moe trash. Yes. And it's got a lot of that Moe stuff in it. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, but Starting it's not, off well. It's not your typical cute girls doing cute things. Even better. But at the same time, it is cute girls doing cute things. Mm. Uh, because the show we're talking about today is a show called Sweetness and Lightning. Sweetness and lightning. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, come on now. You got a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of light. Is it that there's like, here's what I'm imagining. Okay. You got two girls, right? One of them, hear this, she's super sweet. The other one is lightning. She's the more cool one, uh, while also probably still being adorable. That That's what I'm picturing right now. Okay, you got that yin-yang dynamic. And what genre would you say this uh, this show fits in for that, then? Shoujo as shit? Shoujo as shit. That was my favorite J-pop cover band. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, no. It's actually uh -oh. just kind of a general slice of night life uh, cooking show. Cooking show? Cooking show. Okay, we've not done a cooking show. We have not. And the thing about anime <laughs> that seems to be consistent no matter how poorly made the anime is, is food always looks great in anime. That, that, that's true. That is a true statement. Like whether it's a Ghibli movie or a anime directly focused on cooking, there's some really good looking food in anime. Okay, so I can understand sweetness in both the literal and metaphorical sense now. Mm -hmm. Do they cook with lightning? That would be pretty metal, but no, I just, they do not. 
it is a cooking show. It is about cooking, kind of. Kind of. Like, every episode, they go through a recipe, and they cook it, and they do some cutesy things while doing it. Is this, like, a straight-up, here's how to cook stuff? Uh, not exactly, no. But they, the recipes they do display are recipes you can make at home and (laughs) you can actually just follow along the process and just make the food from your anime while you're watching this anime what oh what yeah come on man haven't you ever watched an anime and been like "Ooh, wow that looks really tasty i wish i knew how to make that here's how to make that oh well that makes things a lot more convenient i mean yeah but at the same time they're Japanese food places, and often they have takeout, so you don't really need to learn how to make it. Not everything in anime is Japanese food, Remington. It, but it's Japanese, and well, it's food. Yeah, well, and we're American. Ergo, <laughs> it is Japanese food. Don't you get all semantics on me, young man. <laughs> That's all I got going for me. <laughs> so, no, Sweetness and Lightning, it's a it's a cutesy cooking show of sorts. Okay. Uh, allow me to read you the full synopsis. All right. It's going to start a little heavy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Since the death of his wife. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> you got this adorable little cooking show. Everything is cute and upbeat, and they're just cooking great recipes. But also, uh, this has been a terrible tragedy in the family that they're all just trying to emotionally cope with through their food. You actually just summed up the show, man. <laughs> Allow me to continue. Since the death of his wife, Kohei Inuzuka has been caring for his young daughter, Sumugi, to the best of his abilities. However, with his lack of culinary knowledge and his busy job as a teacher, he is left relying on ready-made meals from convenience stores to feed them. Frustrated at his own incapability to provide a fresh, nutritious meal for his daughter, Kohei takes up an offer from his student, Kotori Ida, to come to have dinner at her family restaurant. But on their very first visit, the father and daughter discover that the restaurant is often closed due to Kotori's mother being away for work and that Kotori often eats alone. After much pleading from his pupil, <laughs> Kohei so decides to continue to go to the restaurant with Sumugi to, to cook and share delicious homemade food. I don't understand. What don't you understand? It's pretty straightforward. Wh- yeah, but... It's, you know, it's three sad, lonely people sharing food together. <laughs> this is, you said slice of life, but it's getting too real. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's really interesting about this show, is how accurate to a lot of real life things this is. I was anticipating it being really fluffy and just nice and cute. Yeah, very kawaii desune type of thing. Never say that to me again. Kawaii desune. Mm, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I, I think I have to go now. Oh, if cute anime girls can say it, why can't I, Remington? There's so many reasons. But yeah, no, it's actually really interesting how analogous to life it is because the show revolves around these three and the father trying to take care of his really young child as a single dad uh, through coping mechanisms that involve like cooking and such. And it's got to be said, this show has probably the most accurate representation of a young child in anime I have ever seen, as well as the struggles of being a parent. Okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and also, Sumugi is adorable. Okay, I like adorable. Like, she's this little, tiny, like, ball of energy and positivity with, like, a mane of hair that goes in all directions and is just 
just genuinely adorable. It actually got my Moe reaction going every <laughs> once in a while, and I'm like, why is this happening to me? <laughs> oh, I, I know I like some Moe stuff here and there, but if I'm watching, you know, the show, and out of nowhere, a little girl starts singing about sharks, and I and my heart just goes, you know, doki-doki, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm all in on the Moe. I'm still really confused about literally everything else. Well, it's pretty straightforward, honestly. You know, they have a meeting. Is there a plot? The plot is basically just that, you know, kind of going through life, learning how to cook, and, you know, just the struggles and tribulations of raising a small child by yourself. Okay, so the answer is no to that question. Well, there it, it is kind of a plot, but it's not like a huge, massive, overarching, consistent... There's plot, damn it, and there's some character growth, and there's just... It's cute, Remington. <laughs> I, I think I might enjoy this, but it greatly depends. What what does like the general public think of this? Honestly, it is pretty positive. The average review is about 7.5 out of 10. On the lower end for anime we've reviewed. But then again, this is also a very niche kind of anime, if you think about it. Hmm. Now, I've mentioned before, I do not trust the masses. Yes. But this is... A high score, but a lower one than usual for the masses. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to interpret this. Well, you'll just have to watch it to find out, Remington. Because... <laughs> I have to form my own opinions, Sean? Ugh. Oh, yeah, God help. <laughs> yeah, because forming your own opinion and putting it on a podcast, that's difficult. <laughs> no, yeah, that, it's ridiculous. I don't. You have such high expectations of me. I mean, we do have a disclaimer at the front of our podcast for a reason. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. If anybody's expecting anything complicated or convoluted from us uh, they've come to the wrong place oh yeah 100 percent. okay so I'm, I'm going to be just lurched into the world of adorable shit yeah it's it and honestly i think you'll like it but it all depends on whether or not your moe reflex gets triggered because the big positive of this show is of course sumugi being this tiny little adorable kid who doesn't quite understand the concept of death yet. <laughs> Which, ooh. This is getting real macabre. Yeah, there are some moments in there where my heart just kind of freezes, and I'm like, oh god, no, protect the small child. Now, we've seen one other slice-of-life moe-as-shit anime previously, uh, Inumaru-chan, one that's often brought up because I enjoyed it and you despise it with a burning passion. Which I feel is fair and justified. <laughs> now, I liked Umaru-chan, and I found it to be ridiculously adorable. However, it should be noted that the reasons I liked the show weren't because it was adorable, but rather because it was very well thought out and clever. And so, it, it'll be interesting to see how far the moe in sweetness and lightning goes into how much I enjoy it, and then if it can hold up on other merits as well. Also, where's the lightning come in? I still don't understand that. From what I can understand- The mother died in a terrible lightning <laughs> accident. <laughs> yeah, she stuck her hand in a main line and just- <laughs> And that was it, actually. Uh, got cooked alive, which is why this is a cooking animal. terrible irony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hell. Uh, but no, it's, uh, from what I can tell, sweetness obviously comes from, you know, the little girl and, like, just the general wholesomeness of this anime. Because that's what this anime is. It's just kind of a wholesome romp through life. I'm a big fan of wholesome romps. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know that you are. <laughs> we've, we've talked about plenty of those. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, as far as the lightning goes, I think, I think the lightning comes from, like, the occasional shock factor you get from watching this show. Just because you'll be watching, it's like, oh, this is cute, this is cute, it's cute. My wife is dead. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's been, like, three episodes since you mentioned We're that. We're not going to get some, like, full Metal Alchemist bullshit where he takes... His little adorable daughter <laughs> transforms her into a chimera with ramen or some shit. And then you just have, help me. Help and me, then... ramen. <laughs> <laughs> we can sell that. <laughs> ramen that cooks itself. And, oh, God. And helps you deal with your crippling loneliness. Yeah, you know. Are, are you missing your wife? Do you want to sacrifice your daughter to have company within food itself? Here's the solution. <laughs> He's not going to pull a Shao Tucker. He's just not. This is too wholesome of a show for that. Like, because that's what this is. It's just a wholesome, fluffy show with... How how many episodes and, like, how many seasons? It's one season with 12 episodes. Okay, okay. Very short in, in the stream of things. Yeah, and the manga is actually only a few chapters longer, honestly. Okay. I usually prefer it to be short. Though, I don't know. There's just some, like... It, it seems too simple. It's too straightforward. My mind is telling me, no, it's putting up some red flags, and I don't know if they're actually there or if I'm just very paranoid because of the nature of the podcast. Well, don't worry. As soon as you see Sumugi do something cute for the first time, I am fairly certain your Moe reaction, which, for those of you who don't know, Remington's Moe reaction <laughs> usually devolves into him going, oh. That, that's very accurate. And just laughing up a storm. Even when, like, it, it happened in Gundam where I didn't anticipate, I, I hated the little round orb bunnies. I hated them when they were just transition pictures, but then one came out and my Moe reaction. Or Umaru-chan, before I had any feelings about it before i knew if i liked it before i knew what my moe reaction was the intro triggered my moe reaction as soon as those hamsters started marching down and you just kind of <laughs> couldn't hold it see look you thought about it and it happened it's too good you moe piece of trash uh i'm hopeful for this i'm hopeful but scared as you should be honestly i think you'll just think it's a cute little okay. show okay okay uh but there's one or two things that will be a little ham-fisted with the death of the wife, but that's the same with just about any show about that involves, you know, killing a parent, which, funnily enough, happens a lot in anime now that I think about it. Oh, yeah. Like, either parents are just non-existent, off on some traveling vacation, or one of them or both of them are dead. Oh, yeah, like, from Full Metal Alchemist to Bambi, you just have parents dying all over the place. Bambi was my favorite anime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is it, so... It seems pretty straightforward. It really is, honestly. And the best things to talk about this anime is how it f triggers your moe reaction. Yep. Whether or not the food is enticing to you, because the food is a big part, because they spend most of their time making recipes with little tiny side stories in the background, kind of like a sitcom kind of thing. Okay. And just the cuteness and comedy of Sumugi. Uh, there's an episode, like, about halfway through the series where she's just kind of walking by herself and starts singing a song about sharks. And it's the most adorable thing. We won't get to that episode, but Aww. I'm probably going to grab that clip and show it to you anyways, just to see how you react to it. All right. I, I'm not sure what to expect, but I'm all in. Let's do this. All right. Let's go watch some episodes of Sweetness and Lightning. Kiss, kiss.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming a grand total of three episodes of Sweetness and Lightning. Remington, how are you feeling? I, I am feeling very uplifted. Yeah? Yes, it was a very wholesome, sweet show. So sweet, you might even have diabetes now. I 100% I do. It was adorable, and it was very wholesome, and I loved it. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You definitely liked it, then. 100%. Okay, uh, how did it make you feel in that, like, s little secret part of your heart that is all moe? Uh, oh, man. I was... <laughs> It was it was very warm. Uh, definitely had the moe response in my heart that has gradually become numb and cold and barren through this podcast. It's moments like these that can really warm it up. Oh yeah. So what was one of your favorite uh, moments then? What was the point actually that made you think? Oh no, I like this show a lot. <laughs> Oh man, there's so many. Like, very early on, just every interaction that Samugi has is phenomenal. Like, we haven't seen this reel of interactions and just acting and dialogue since, and this will be a weird comparison, Forest Fairy 5. <laughs> which, one of the genuinely good things it had going for it was that it was so authentic. This is equally authentic, but also has, like, quality behind it. Yeah, it was really well done, well written, and well made. You could actually tell that the author understands the good things about kids. Oh yeah, and so many great little details that I just loved to see all throughout. Okay, what was one of those details, Remington? What really made you think, oh, that is so accurate, so real, and so adorable? Uh, one moment that I really loved... It was after she sort of got yelled at by a classmate for being given a bunch of clay and the classmate was jealous, blah, blah, blah. But she just sort of tucked her head into her apron consuming it and then just shoved her head in a cubby in her class just to ignore the world. And I did that when I was young. <laughs> and so that resonates. Like, it's just so adorable and accurate and silly. Like, I feel like everyone can see a little bit of themselves when they were younger in Samuki. Oh, yeah. Like, Samuki is just me as a child, and I've embraced that. And <laughs> down to even the wild hair. It's great. I just really resonated with Samugi. Yeah, and it just so cute oh so adorable like every face she made every little statement she the, had the facial expressions and the dialogue were just on point oh man like you can see why i wanted to really talk about this one after watching it because it's, it's it's just so good it's so pure oh 100 percent okay uh but knowing you you probably have some negative things to say about it so let's get into yep, that I, I unfortunately do and of course this is the point where we recommend, if you have any angry emails you'd like to write... I'd like to point out that I love the show, however, there's a bit of a list. Oh god, a list. I, I don't know if I'm comfortable with lists right now. <laughs> it's, it's not as big of a list that we've had in the past by any means, but there's, there's a handful of things All right. that I think need to be addressed. Alright, I can take it. Let's dive into it. Alright, so first of all, and it was mentioned in part one, nearly everything related to the dead wife and mother, it felt iffy, uh, it just felt a bit weird, uh, not 
authentic. That's where it felt like their slice of life was lost in favor of mild melodrama that was neither interesting enough to warrant being melodrama, uh, nor real enough to feel tense or dramatic. Like, those bits I could have done if they were just casually mentioned like they were at the beginning, but there were just a lot of weird moments nearly every single time the wife was mentioned. Yeah, and that is understandable. As the show progresses a little bit, and the more you get attached to Sumugi, uh, the more you start to care about the fact that she doesn't have a mother anymore, which is kind of a... Oof, that's kind of a sucky thing. Yeah, and I feel like they, they occasionally had some nice things, but it just often felt shoehorned or unnecessary or too dramatic. And I feel like if they handled things subtler, but they could have handled things just as, like, sad, just in a less don't-you-feel-how-sad-it-is kind of way, it would have been way better, and the payoff would have been much stronger. Uh, there is a point later in the series, it's a short series, only 12 episodes, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was episode 7 or 8, which I, I watched the whole series, obviously, because <laughs> I, I couldn't stop myself. Of course. Uh, I watched the whole series, and I had forgotten that the wife was dead for, like, half of the series. <laughs> because they they just genuinely don't mention it as often as the show progresses. It's like, after episode three, there might be one or two slight mentions it, but it's not the main focus. The main focus is on the relationship between Smoogie and her father. Yeah. But then, out of nowhere, like, Smoogie will drop, a, like, a mommy line, and... It blindsided me and slapped me upside the head. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Her mom's dead. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that. Though I feel like it would be reasonable for the father to have that tough conversation with Samugi at this point in her life. Yeah. Especially because uh, she... it's it's been six months. Uh, she is, if I am not mistaken, I believe she is four or five. One of the two. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a reasonable time to be like, hey, mommy's not coming home. Uh, and frankly, I'd be surprised if it doesn't happen in the show. It feels like it really should happen in the show. Uh, I'll be honest. I may have had one or two drinks when I was watching the show. <laughs> I don't exactly remember the final two episodes. God damn it, Sean. But I think it definitely happens in the final two episodes. I was just so overcome with the moe and the emotion that I needed to soothe my soul a little bit. (laughs) When moe drives you to drink. (laughs) It was just too much. It was like, oh, man. Oh, oh, ow. I got a cavity. That was too sweet. (laughs) But, yeah, so definitely a lot with the wife and the mom. It just didn't do it for me. I can understand what they're going for, but it just sort of fell flat. And I can agree with that entirely. All right, what else, Ram? What other things do you have to say about this really good anime that you just want to just <laughs> crush everyone's hopes and dreams about? <laughs> the initial meeting they had with his student, it wasn't really well-motivated by any means. It just happened because it has to happen for the story. A little bit, and their justification was that uh, Samugi saw uh, Kotori crying and was like, oh, there's a girl crying over there. I'm going to go inspect that. Which, to be honest, kids would do that. Well, yes, kids could do that. But that's one of my problems with shows about kids is they will often use the kid to just be like, we don't need an explanation. Kids are just weird. And that's never good enough for me. You you still need motivation. You need something more there. And th- this is a more nitpicky gripe, but it shows like stuff like that happened quite a bit where... 
essentially anytime it felt like the show needed something to happen that's when it fell flat when it was staying true to life and when it was slice of life that was its strongest but anytime it would be like oh we need to add some drama or some story or this needs to happen right now you could really tell that it was shoved in yeah, a little bit. But the cute girl, though, Remington, the cute little, little, little cute Samugi doing the cute things. <laughs> and just... Samugi is, in fact, adorable. <laughs> and I'm willing to forgive all of this show's faults, faults because of Samugi. <laughs> like, uh, I think you may be the true Moe trash, Sean. You I just have my, hit it better. I have moments. I have my <laughs> moments. But this one hit me in all the right places. And attached to the student girl, there was a really weird moment. Like, her mom shows up on television, right? And she's watching her mom on TV. It's never really explained yet what's going on. The whole relationship is weird between her and her mom, first of all. But then she has this really weird little monologue talking about my mom in a sailor outfit. I know it's on TV, but I know, oh my goodness. Is she just slut-shaming her mom? I, I don't get it. I'm really confused. It's not... Okay, so it's like if your mother was to go on TV... Uh, so a sailor uniform is like the old-school anime uniform like you've seen in Sailor Moon. You know, the very short skirt with like the little ascot uh, yeah. apron thing. It's, uh, it's old-fashioned and it's usually used, you know, in a uh, cliche or uh, more frequently a fetishist manner. So uh -huh. it's kind of an embarrassing outfit nowadays in some ways. Uh, so the idea of your mom going on camera and in a rather embarrassing outfit and then calling out to you, it, it's just teenage embarrassment is what it is. Teenage Teenagers being embarrassed by their mothers. I, I was confused by that, and I was confused by their whole relationship. Like, it feels like it's trying to fuel some sort of weird tension, but it's not really there, but it's still fine, but is it? I didn't get it. Uh, the, I believe the idea is the fact that her mother is never around and Kotori is just lonely like that's literally the case and you know and uh, being away from you know literally most people because Kotori obviously doesn't have much many friends oh like, yeah uh, she will go off by herself sit outside underneath a window to eat her lunch which is something I did in high school <laughs> again like not only does Sumugi have a lot of qualities that you can recognize in yourself but honestly Kotori actually has some moments that I resonated with as well uh, you know being a bit of a loner type person at lunchtime of course uh, going off and eating by myself and occasionally having conversations with myself I'm not uh, mentally <laughs> uh, sound I'm I'm great I'm, I'm a healthy individual <laughs> no just not yes I am shut up oh Jesus uh, <laughs> I feel like the way that it explored that idea of loneliness or incompleteness was pretty nice though I feel like it wasn't fully thought out I think the general ideas were there and they were very strong and then i just have one uh and then i i have two more complaints two more complaints i, I just have two more complaints about this entire show okay and one is related to what we've already been talking about and that was in in episode three there's uh you see Zumugi and she's making clay and her friends give her more clay and it's really wholesome and it's signature style but then one of the boys in her class is uh, angry that she has more clay and claims that she stole it even though her friends are like no we gave it to her and there's this weird fight i i i enjoyed what came from that but the initial fight it was another example of oh we need some tension right now we need 
somebody to be rude or we need to add some sort of conflict and it felt weirdly manufactured and you can be like oh but they're kids this is what kids would do well yeah i get that but it just didn't feel like it really belonged and i loved the fallout of it i loved the interactions that she then had with her teacher and her father and i thought that was great but the initial incident itself was really weird. Uh, I can see that, but at the same time, I have actually seen that exact interaction happen uh, with, you know, my nieces, my nephews, and just walking around, uh, you know, school areas and such. Well, and once again, you it's totally something... I used to work with kids. This is something that can happen. It just didn't feel like it fit within the show. It didn't feel like it fit with everything else. It felt like they needed to add conflict and that's how they decided to do it. I mean, they kind of foreshadowed that the little boy kid was kind of a bit of a, a brat uh, in the second episode. I, I guess. It just, it just felt gratuitous to me. What if I told you that after this incident, the little boy starts having a crush on Samugi? That's see at that point you're just like get it because they're kids and that's yeah. at that I I like that can be adorable but I I don't agree with it because you're just saying aha get it this is their kids and this is what kids do sometimes yeah and I can see that but then Samugi comes and saves the day and just flat out ignores him and tells him he's an idiot constantly. <laughs> I do love Samugi. Like, she is the best thing ever. She's fantastic. She truly lifts this show into a great level. Okay, and what do you think, uh, what's your final, your final negative statement that you'd like to talk about? Yes, my final criticism, and this is a relatively important one. The characters know nothing about food, and I don't mean they don't understand understand how to cook because part of the story is them learning how to cook and they're both incompetent but some notable highlights at one point it's like oh yes cook them till they're caramel color what's caramel color uh which i feel like everybody knows even further oh what what's a cup you don't know what a cup is or you've never even heard of a cup as a measuring system and finally and possibly the most egregious that i can immediately think of it was okay chop the onions but be careful they can do terrible things to your eyes what terrible things what kind of terrible things Everybody knows what terrible thing. It makes you cry. It stings your eyes. It makes you cry. That's onions. Everyone knows that about onions. And they just have these really weird... And it's not played for comedy. It's, it's not played for comedy of like, oh, look at them being stupid. It can be exaggerated or, or silliness added to it. But the initial ignorance, I don't understand why they went that ignorant with it. It, it, okay, I'm gonna say they did do it for comedy's sake, but they, uh, didn't, like, overblow the comedy factor. They just kind of did it in a, uh, more, a more of a, like, a offhanded comedy thing. Like, to try and show their ignorance. Yeah, it was a little heavy-handed, but at the same time, like, if a younger person was watching it, you know, maybe have a better understanding of that they definitely don't do the ignorance very well on the show that's for certain yeah and it was just yet another example when it was true to life it was amazing every time it wasn't or it felt like it had to be a show it sort of fell apart hardcore but those are my critiques, but overall, you still have Samugi being adorable. You still have a really wholesome story. And I feel like Katori, she's all right. She doesn't 
add a ton besides the dynamic of a third person there, which I feel like is valuable, but I would like to see her be more interesting. But Sumugi and her father are phenomenal in their roles. They do great. I love them. Katori's okay. I mean, it's not like I have a... She's a cute girl. Well, there is that, and I also resonate on all the things she was doing in high school. <laughs> uh, because uh, a moment that you didn't get to see Remington is there is literally a moment where what her literally her only high school friend comes into her classroom and is like, hey, Katori, have any friends yet? <laughs> and that moment, I was like, oh my god, I am Katori. <laughs> Don't worry, Sean, now you have me. <laughs> oh god. Oh no. Oh my god. Oh, but with all of the complaints, I think those are existent. They should be taken into consideration. But at the same time, you have just great moments. One of my favorite moments, and I have to put this in before we finish. At one point, the father is like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. She, <laughs> you know, and she's like, are you going to make a poopies? And, uh, which is already great. And he's like, no, nah, I'm just, no. Uh, and he, he goes, he comes back and she's like, did you make a poopies? And he says, it went back up. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be said, for being a single father of a four-year-old, he is really good at it for in most areas. Oh, yeah. I think it really shows the principle of audiences will resonate if they see a character trying. And so to see the father not always succeed, but he is working his butt off, you can't help but root for him. Yeah, because he, ultimately, he's a good father because he's always trying to be a better one. Oh yeah, for sure. Whether it's him singing along with the Magigirl theme song, or trying to make Samugi happy by cooking her food, or any of these different things, right? He does try really hard, and that's great to see. It's so nice to see wholesome media, and I think that more and more we're seeing a lot of wholesome things to contrast the hyper cynicism that has prevailed in modern society as well. And don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of some dark cynical humor, but it makes it all the nicer to get that wholesome happiness in my life. Seriously though, there is not enough wholesome media out there. Just because a lot of media these days tends to revolve around, you know, dark and edgy twists to things. To have a bit of a side tangent, it kind of reminds me of the preview for that new Teen Titans show. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, because if you ever watched the original Teen Titans, it was kind of a, it was a fun superhero show with happy-go-lucky uh, occasional comedy moments that made it really fun and interesting, uh, while also having some good action. But then nowadays, you've got these different groups making, trying to remake old things into darker and edgier things, like uh, the fuck Batman line comes to mind. Yeah. So often, it feels like people need to make things darker to make them more real, but that is just not the case. A lot of things are just pleasant, and you can present them as real and interesting and pleasant. And Sweetness and Lightning does this perfectly. 100%. I would say that this was definitely a good experience. It's not a perfect show, but it is definitely a good one. So, Remington, in comparison to a lot of the other things we've seen, we're up to 19 different anime you've seen. Where hey, would oh you? Oh, boy. Yeah, right? Where would you put this one, man? 
I am going to be ranking this side by side with something with how much I like it. And it's a very fitting side by side. Oh no, it's not going to be what I think it is, is it? It's Umaru-chan. Of course it's fucking Umaru-chan. It's always Umaru-chan with you, you moe piece of shit. Both of these moe slice of life animes are on the exact same level for me because both of them care about the details. They're both really adorable. Some have qualities that are better than the other and the other has qualities better than that. But it's very hard to place one or the other above for me because whereas Umaru-chan I think is more cerebral, like they put a lot of thought into the ideas and message and uh, the world of Umaru-chan, I think that the overall environment and the characters are a lot better in Sweetness and Lightning. Both of them are super adorable in very different ways, and both of them are slice of life in a phenomenal way. One of them is an adorable child, the other is a gremlin. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> a hamster cape-wearing gremlin. Uh... <laughs> so ultimately, it is almost by coincidence that they're at the exact same level, but indeed, they are at the exact same level for me. Oh, God. I, at least, at least you like this show. Oh, yeah. Because I was worried, man. Because sometimes when I like something, some random switch gets flicked in your head, and you're like, okay, how can I not like this? <laughs> <laughs> I never dislike something because you like it, but it makes it easier. <laughs> I watch a lot of anime doesn't mean you have to be mean to me <laughs> I went through high school wasn't that enough for me <laughs> oh goodness but oh my god sweetness and lightning I could just watch it forever oh yeah there's not much else to say other than if you have not seen sweetness and lightning go watch it it's got Remington seal of approval which is a rare thing given out if you're looking for some really strong plot or deep complicated characters or any of that you're not gonna get it but if you're looking for something very pleasant and fun and silly and humorous then you can't go wrong with sweetness and lightning if you're having a bad day Samugi will put a smile on your face hundred percent and with that Remington, would you like to go and watch some more Sweetness and Lightning with me? Oh, very gladly, Sean. Let's go right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. We're so happy that you decided to spend, you know, the better part of an hour listening to us. If you liked the show, feel free to drop a review on whatever platform you listen to us on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or just wherever. Or even better, word of mouth is the most genuinely nice thing you can do for us. It truly is extremely helpful when you guys do that. And if you'd like to contact us directly for comments, questions, feedback, recommendations, or whatever else, you can send an email over onto animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in, and I'm, I'm going to go watch some more movie now. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs>